0: The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
1: Well, how you like these apples? Some breaking news from Utah State University. Welcome on in, everybody. Eric and Ajay Salveson, just getting this. Utah State head men's basketball coach Craig Smith has tested positive for COVID-19. He is asymptomatic, but he will miss the Aggie home opener against BYU on Saturday. Uh, Here he's uh, quoted in the Utah State release as saying, it'll be difficult watching from a distance, but I know our team is in great hands with our coaching staff. Our program has always been led by our student-athletes. This doesn't change a thing. I'm looking forward to returning to the sidelines when our protocols deem it safe for everyone involved. I'm pumped for our home opener on Saturday night! Exclamation point. Close
2: quote. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is fun. So uh, in that regard, I would imagine either uh, – Austin Hansen or Eric Peterson will end up having, uh, it's whoever has the scouting report for that team. So both assistant Eric Peterson and Austin Hansen are assigned to scouting reports, or at least to lead the scouting report for, um, for their opponent. And Austin Hansen had two out of the three games in South Dakota. And I believe, if I, and I might be mistaken here, but I believe Eric Peterson had the scouting report for BYU. And so he'd be the head associate, or he'd be the uh, what, replacement head coach. I don't know how you want to put it. Interim. Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, acting head coach. Ah, there you go with acting, acting. That's a good way to put it. Acting head coach uh, for BYU on Saturday night. That's a bummer, man. That's a huge bummer.
1: Uh, there's still no start time to that game.
2: Uh, yeah. That's fun. I'll, I'll be
1: honest, when I... My phone was always right here, and um, when I see emails come in, I glance at them. I thought that it was a something about – I saw Utah State's Craig Smith in the headline. I thought it was about a press conference to talk about BYU. Yeah. So I didn't really pay that much attention to it. Then we went to break, and I'm opening it up, and, oh, how about that? Uh, by the way, and speaking of which, uh, the game against BYU will have limited fans – It's going to be capped to just over 1,600 fans allowed in the Spectrum.
2: So I've been told that the tickets were on sale and they sold out in four minutes. They are gone. I was told that it took four minutes to sell out.
1: (laughs) Well, why are they sending release about tickets will be capped to 1,628 seats, will be sold in pods of one to six, with fans limited to one pod purchase per transaction, one transaction per account, Tickets will go on sale to priority season ticket holders on Thursday, December 3rd with Blue Ace Society and 2019-20 men's basketball season ticket holders with 120 or more priority points, having the first chance to
2: purchase a pod Okay, so from 8 a.m. to noon. I think it's the student part I'm looking at that was on sale because there's 500 tickets for students, but they're all home, aren't they?
1: Tickets, if available, will then go on sales with the general public on Friday, December 4th. So there's these points. I don't know how that works uh, with these priority points that you have. And uh, if you're a season ticket holder, they get first priorities and different like time windows tomorrow. And then to the general public, that opens up, if there's any left, that's opened up on Friday at 10 a.m. There will not be any concessions Face coverings will be required. Yes. Outside of utilizing the restroom, fans will be required to stay within their pod of seats at all times.
2: Yeah. So what they and like what fans like to do is so to, there's like, no mingling around the arena. Yeah. And that and the security's gonna like they are booting you out as soon as that game's over because the fans like to mingle around, kind of towards the tunnel and give high fives to the players and such. Uh, there will be security right there to not let you near the tunnel. You are not allowed to go anywhere near that. And so you'll have to be able to just watch the ball game and then get out. It's too bad because part of the fun to go into a game is you go to
1: concessions. And as you're walking around the concourse, you see people you know. And but you this, talk, is, and, this is hey, the reason what about why, that play, though, or, You know,
2: what's going on with you? And yeah, but this is the reason why. I mean, you can't you can't do it. Again, uh, breaking news coming out. Per Kyle Cottom of Utah State men's basketball. He's the SID. Uh, Coach Smith has tested positive for COVID-19. He's asymptomatic, but he will miss this Saturday night's game versus BYU. Uh, I've been told that game is slated for 7 p.m. Well, Utah State has not officially announced that. Utah State doesn't have Weber State on the schedule, and they're playing them next Saturday night.
1: Well, this was pointed out to me that Weber State has Utah State on their schedule for December 12th. Yeah. And so does St. Mary's still on their Yeah, St. Mary's website. is
2: going to be moved to next year. I hope St. Mary's knows that. 9315, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just think if we beat BYU without our head coach, BYU Twitter would be on fire. Go Aggies. I believe that we will win. Uh, BYU Twitter's you are already kind of busy going off against the playoff committee for only putting them up one spot. I don't get that. Like, okay, first you wanted a football season. You got that. Now you're in the cook, but then you want to be part of the college football playoff rankings. You got that. But then you wanted to move up. You got that. Yeah, but they're still upset. It's never enough. Good night. Now you want Taysom Hill to be the MVP of the Super Bowl. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's not going to happen.
2: Oh, man. What a mess today. So, no Coach Smith Saturday. So, let me ask you, Eric. Uh, by the what?
1: way, BYU uh, played St. John's today and beat them 74-68. to 68. So, they're 3-1 on the season. No, uh, they're 4-1. 4-1? One. One?
2: 1, 2, 3. Huh? Okay, they played USC. They got whipped by them. Uh, oh, they played New Orleans, beat them. Westminster. Should- All- Oh yeah, I guess there's Wentz, Missner, huh, or whatever that is. So yeah, maybe they are uh, three and one. I don't know. Let's ask Todd. Yeah, you're right. Four and one. I'm sorry, I lied to you. Four and one. Boy, that's going to be a good team on Saturday night coming to the Spectrum. Always is. So let let me ask you now, with with Coach Smith not being on the sideline this Saturday night, Eric. Um, Are you worried about this matchup on Saturday night without with no Coach Craig Smith on there?
1: I was worried about the matchup before that knowledge. Really?
2: I was confident.
1: I was really confident. I just think that BYU has had uh, some... Obviously, they've, they've won more games. They've had more opportunities for, for tune-ups. Granted, they're playing a lot of games in a short amount of time. Um, and there's some travel involved this week for them. But they've had a little bit more of an opportunity to uh, tune up their team hmm and they've they've looked more prepared. Utah State has been trying to figure their team out as they go. They looked better against Northern Iowa but are they gonna do it without coach uh, Smith on the sidelines yeah.
2: How about that? Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, Yeah, that's too bad. Huh. How fun. So,
1: uh... I'm sorry, man. 9315, can they use Zoom to
2: put Coach Smith on the sidelines? <laughs> if that was the case, Nick Saban would have been on the sidelines too when they were playing Auburn. Unfortunately, that's not the case. They cannot do that. Though I would be oh, very okay with it. Uh, yeah. Can you imagine how crazy he's going to go at home just watching that basketball game? Can you imagine? Like, I, I, I was reading a story on ESPN.com about Nick Saban at home. And he was like up on his chair. Then he'd be up on, you know, on two feet. He would, I guess, his wife Terry said that said like uh, she heard a couple of remotes flying around a little bit and a couple of cuss words coming out of his mouth. Uh, <laughs> and she said she's pretty sure that uh, those were going towards the assistant coaches, not the players. <laughs> um, but can you imagine a guy like Craig Smith sitting at home watching his team play BYU at the Spectrum, and he can't? He is all hands off. During that forty minutes of basketball, it's going to go ballistic.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a real unfortunate result. Um, I, if he's asymptomatic, he probably has an opportunity to return. Uh, back to uh, to the coaching.
2: Yeah, sooner, but. Um, Wait, so if so is he out for 10 days then if he says, like how does that work? Uh, I think they just keep testing him until he's uh,
1: he's negative. But it's probably up to 10 days. I know they've just recently changed the standards there. Yeah, reduced the amount of time. That's what I was okay, updated. But uh, the certainly uh, there'd have to be uh, some concern uh, of spread with any other coaches or any other players. If Coach Smith has it, does anybody else have it, or will they have it? Could it be incubating right now, and
2: could we get some more positive tests before this game happens? Yeah, that's on the Saturday? thing. Is is now they got to test. I mean, they'll test again, and I mean, the game's not till Saturday, so who knows if anyone else is going to come out positive too? And how much is that? Luckily, Utah State's got plenty of players on their team that are capable of, of stepping on the court and making, um, and being productive. But it just depends on how many of those guys they got. I'm trying to look at the rules of of what it is because if he's out for ten days, say test today, right today Wednesday, he would be back for Saturday night's game at Weber State or no? If it's ten days, uh, I think if he could if he could uh, get a test,
1: Cause he'll miss- that would confirm. I mean, he probably wouldn't be able to. Because he'll miss Tuesday night's game. Yes. Uh, well, I don't know about a Tuesday night game.
2: Uh, yeah, i probably sure to kept my mouth shut. Um, anyways, no, no, I'm not aware of any Tuesday night game. Yeah, never. Uh, never mind what I just said.
1: <clears throat> Early, all that we know is BYU Saturday, and then Dixie State on the 15th. That's all that Utah State has said. Yeah, on their schedule. So he should be cleared and good to go by Dixie State. Should be. Now, if they have other games that materialize between now and then, I don't know. He's in that window of, uh, of 10 days. He may, if they do have a game next Saturday, it may come down to when that test can be done and when do the results get back, or whether he could be on the sidelines. He will probably be able to uh, uh, coach the team during practices this week.
2: No, he can't. Yeah, he's got to stay away from him. Yeah, he can't. No. If he tests positive, you stay home. Yep. Stay out of the building. Yeah, that's the, and that's the other thing. He's out of, like, he is, everything he does is remote. And then during that 40 minutes of basketball, he is away. He's not allowed to text the team, text the coaches, uh, have any kind of conversation with them during the 40 minutes of basketball. For post game, I believe he can like hop on a Zoom call and talk to the guys and whatever, but during the forty minutes of game, he's gotta stay out, he's gotta stay away from the squad. That's gonna be so hard for him. Um nine three one zero, what's this Tuesday game you speak of? <laughs> My bad.
1: <clears throat> we'll move on. Nine three one zero. A lot of us are wondering the same thing. What,
2: what just happened? <laughs> Son of a biscuit. <laughs> uh, it's not on the Utah State schedule, so we don't have to worry about it, right? That's how we're, that's how we're doing this. <laughs> it's nothing official. <laughs> even the game time for Saturday is not official. That's got to be a 7 o'clock game, right? I mean, there's...
1: Who knows? But here's...
2: Oh, here's the other we'll crazy... we an early afternoon no, game on national thing. TV. Yeah. Here, well, no, no, no. Here's the... Like... No national television's even picked up the game yet.
1: No. I mean, they announced today San Diego State's got two games. CBS so Sports Network's Network. got Network. them
2: taken care of. But there is nobody who has picked up this game yet for BYU and Utah State. That is bonkers. So if that's the case, you play this game midday. You play it like at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, it's a Saturday. Like, what? what's the difference? Just play at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Get it on, get it over with.
1: Piranhas, who are the Aggies playing on Tuesday? Inquiring minds want to know.
2: Uh, uh It's not on the schedule, so we have no idea. <laughs> uh,
1: 5338 says, I propose the Aggies sign Stu Morrill to a 10-day contract. <laughs> 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 oh,
2: very good. <laughs> oh, shoot. Could you imagine if – let's just – have some fun, hypothetically. <laughs> hey, Stu, look, we just need you for one day. If you can help back from Colorado, get over here. Hey, you saw what happened in Oklahoma. Yeah, Football. Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops They made a call. Hey, come over and help us for a little bit here. Just give him a one-day contract, and uh, I guess, yeah, it'd be ten days. Good point. Give him a ten-day contract, and then he turns around and beats BYU. <laughs> oh, that would upset some people. Oh, he'd be happy to do that. Oh, my gosh, he would love it. Maybe.
1: Uh, again, just repeating the big news that just came out. Uh, Craig Smith has tested positive for COVID. Diagnosis came after a recent team test. Uh, he is currently asymptomatic. They didn't say anything about any other players or any other staff. Uh, don't know if that means he's the only one. They haven't exactly been exactly forthcoming week to week on who is tested positive or who's had contact tracing and that's why they're out, or if there's been an injury. At least that's the way it's been in football. But at least they are saying that Craig Smith himself has tested positive and he will miss the home opener against BYU. But he concludes his statement with, I am pumped for a home opener
2: on Saturday night!
1: (laughs) Exclamation point.
2: It's because he gets to sit on his couch, eat some Cheetos. Have a glass of wine. He can't be pumped to be doing that. I know. He's got to be so upset right now. But, man, you knew it was coming, Eric. You knew this was the drill. Like You're going to have players test positive. You're going to have coaches test positive. You're going to have games that are going to be postponed. You're going to have games that are going to be canceled. It's just the way things are. Um, Sometimes, as he said, you're going to get to a a, a road game, and you're going to test the next day, and they're going to say, I'm sorry, but you're not playing. And you're going to have to turn around, get on a plane, go back home. That is just how it is this year. So uh, we hope that everyone else is healthy. We hope that they're able to play this Saturday versus BYU. Um, But that is, I mean, it, Eric, it's only Wednesday. That's, that's the scary. Huh. It's only Wednesday, yeah, man. That's Eric. what
1: concerns me yeah. about this news is that if he's asymptomatic and he has it, He's been around his team. He's been around his coaches. He's felt fine. It's not like he's been feeling ill and uh, was hanging out. So there's a there's a strong possibility that others on that team have the virus. They may not know it right now, but there's a strong possibility that by Saturday night or day, some, some undisclosed time on Saturday, that there could be others that uh, test positive. Ah, bound to happen, but you know what? At least for him now, get it out of the way. If you're asymptomatic, that's the best way to have it. Right? Have the have the virus, recover from it. You don't feel any symptoms, and then you're good.
2: Your risk of getting it again are really slim. Got a text message from John. How many players do you have to have available to continue with the game? I think it's seven, isn't it?
1: Has the Mountain West set a standard?
2: I don't think that for basketball. I know. Basketball? If, I, know well, I guess some other conferences have, and they said it's seven. I don't know if the Mountain West has. Um, seven gets you two subs, so work around that. I, but well, I again, I don't, and I'm not even going to try and speculate right now. But I hope everyone. What, else what if healthy. all your
1: starting point guards, or, or not just starting, all of your point guards, get it? There's nobody who's a ball handler.
2: Uh, well, someone better practice ball handling then. <laughs> full-court press for a full 40 minutes. That's what I would I'd press. For four. If that was the case, I'd press for 40 minutes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, gosh dang it, man. That's bad news. That's too bad.
1: Wow. All right, let's do this. Let's call a timeout here on the full-court press. When we come back, let's talk about football. Yep. Uh, Utah State and uh, Air Force Academy tomorrow night, seven thirty kickoff. We'll have the pregame coverage on our sister station KVNU with their game day coverage starting at 6 30. Al Lewis and Craig Hislop always do a phenomenal job with their research. And uh that'll be a full one hour. And then when as soon as the game is over, we'll be back on the air to break it down and to explain what happened and what happens next and uh you know where things are for the Utah State Aggies. On KVNU Aggie call, so stick around for that after the game's over tomorrow night. Um, and then we don't know about Saturday when their pregame coverage would be for that with Al Lewis and Jalen Moore, but uh, it certainly will be without Craig Smith on uh, on Saturday. But before we call our timeout, quick, want to let this know or, or let you know, pass this along that uh, if you're if you have any plans to travel this holiday season, uh you're still at risk of catching COVID-19. So as much as you're able, keep yourself physically distanced from others and wear your mask while you're in the vehicle, whether it's on a plane, on a ca- in a car with other people, on a bus, or even if you're going on a boat. Uh, but be careful. Let's try to knock this whole thing out. right? It takes all of us doing our part to get this thing under control. Uh, you can find... Information at coronavirus.utah.gov. And they even have travel information. If you're planning on traveling, they've got some details there that could be useful to you if you do plan on traveling at any time during this holiday season. That's coronavirus.utah.gov backslash travel. coronavirus.utah.gov
0: backslash travel. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Coming off
3: last year, you know, uh, we weren't very efficient uh, against Air Force, but, you know, I feel like after our last game against New Mexico, we just have more of a flow. Um, Everyone's showing up to practice, ready to go. And so, you know, we just have to go out and execute. That's really all it comes down to.
1: That was Andrew Peasley talking about how the team fared against Air Force a year ago. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't very pretty. You know, uh, one of the things Matt Wells always did well was getting his team ready for Air Force. Uh, last year, it was a different story. Aggies really struggled against Air Force a season ago, but uh, now they got a chance to do better, have a better outcome. Certainly, coming into this game with some mojo, with some rhythm, some excitement. Uh, can they? parlay that into a, a, a back-to-back win or will they fall last year they lost to Air Force 31 to 7 and it didn't feel
2: like it was that close yeah that game was a blowout that game was an absolute chest beating um Air Force controlled everything, everything. oh dude it was gained like I, I mean their first drive because so we go out there we go three and out in about 45 seconds and then Air Force goes Gain of 5, gain of 7, gain of 5, gain of 12, gain of 13, gain of 7, gain of 5, and a touchdown. And then we go 3 and out again, and it's gain of 15, gain of 20, gain of 5, gain of 7, gain of 20, touchdown. I mean, and this thing—I mean—that defense was just beaten up after the second drive. They were tired. David Woodward was out by the second half because of a concussion Uh, that ended his season. He was done for the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, It was—it was was emotional beatdown. It was a mental beatdown. It wore out the Aggies, uh, and it was. And but that's what you get when you play the Air Force Academy. You got to come mentally and physically ready for 15 rounds of just a brutal fight. Because that's what it is with Air Force. They're going to make sure that, look, if you, even if you get out of there with a win, you're going to feel bruised. You're going to feel beaten up. You're going to be dragging yourself out of the locker room. You're going to be uh, having a hard time waking up on the next day. And that you don't want to see the film of the game the next day because it's just going to remind you of all the pain that you've been taking. That's what Air Force can do to you. And uh, this, this team's a, a pain in the butt. They really are. <laughs> they are so... Just fundamentally sound, and the, and, the, and the worst part of it, Eric, is that they have a good defense this year. they rank in two major st- categories in the nation on the defensive side of the ball. They're very, very good at shutting down the run. Uh, defensive backs are just athletic as all get out. This is going to be a tough test for the Aggies come uh, come tomorrow night at 7. Uh, Frank
1: Miley weighed in on that Air Force defense. Here's what he has to say about uh, the Air Force Academy and their defensive squad.
0: Yeah, man, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me, man. The the, the blueprint for those guys uh, is really recruiting those types of kids. And I think that's where it all starts from. Uh, the type of kids they get there allow for them to be able to turn over and not really take a huge step backwards uh, because of the mentality of the kids that they get there in that, in that school. And so uh, hats off for those guys, man. That's the culture of Air Force. Um of those guys recruiting those types of players, and that's where it all starts for them. So to to have the the same kid be the backup kid uh, is, is no surprise to me. So if you want to talk about complementary football, man, there there it is. Uh, you know they they mirror the physicality, the discipline on both sides of the ball, and that's why they found so so much success over the years, especially this year. Is uh, not only is the is the offense controlling the clock, controlling the ball, protecting the ball. The defense is doing the same thing on the other side, uh, which is which is the You know, the opposition of of what offenses want to see is they got physical guys playing physical, playing fast, taking the ball away. They're getting hats to the football. So um, it's hard to game plan when when you have 11 guys playing fast and physical like that all the time.
1: So uh, here's what they've done defensively they they held New Mexico scoreless two weeks ago, Um, they allowed Boise to score 49 points. They held San Jose State to 17 points, and they held Navy to 7 points. <laughs> so, I mean, Boise got after them, blew them up. Uh, this was a team, remember, they had like, what, 20, 30 players opt out before the season began and decided to go a different path with their whole regiment and their course structure and how they're going to do, oh, it doesn't look like we're going to do football, so I'm going to do these other things at the academy. And then the Mountain West says, well, we're actually going to come back and, and play games. It's not like those players can just make an easy change. It's a very different situation for the Air Force Academy. But they've had two games canceled and one game postponed. They've had a really weird year. They played the Navy game. Uh, out of conference early on and then they didn't play for a couple of weeks then they got into Mountain West play lost their first two had the Army game postponed had the Wyoming game canceled played New Mexico blew them out 28 to nothing then Colorado State was canceled last week so they've had a little bit of time here to Yeah heal and that's and the other problem
2: is that they're on a bye week practically so they're coming off a of bye week now playing the Aggies while the Aggies had to go uh and, I mean, New Mexico wasn't, I would say, a physical battle like Air Force is going to be, but Air Force had a little bit more time to scout them to see what they look like. Um, so, yeah, look, again, it's just a different year. It's a different season. you are going to get those kind of situations.
1: Yeah, as as is typical, it's still that option offense. you got the dive play. You've got the triple option that they can do. Uh, if your team is not... Gap sound, assignment sound, if you have players that try to freestyle to cover up other players, that's where Air Force will absolutely kill you. And we've heard that this team has been preaching, everybody do your 111. Do your part. Execute. The effort's there, but you got to execute and do what you're supposed to do. That has been improving for Utah State. Has it improved enough for them to get past Air Force? That is the big question in my mind.
2: 9315 text in. Do we have the personnel at Utah State to win the game? I believe we do if they all just do their assignments tomorrow from players to coaching staff. And that's the key thing is you've got to stay disciplined on the on the defensive side of the ball. You have to like the thing when you game plan for Air Force, everyone has a specific job in covering a certain guy or eyeballing a second guy. You have to stay with that. Do not go chase ghosts. Okay, don't go run after somebody that you think has the ball and really doesn't, because that five yard gain turns into a seventy yard run. Yeah. you have yes. to stay disciplined. One job, one assignment. That's yours. Just do it for that play. Um, and I mean for this this Air Force team, they have just been so impressive in regards of the uh, offense. They've you know net rushing right now for them seventy eight attempts, four hundred and forty eight yards. Uh they've only lost 22 yards rushing the ball, man. 22 yards. That's that's impressive. Uh they've only passed on on a net gain, a net average, they've only passed for 20 24 yards. I and mean, passing? Yeah. Wow.
1: Well, uh, as we know, I mean they're they're it's, passing is not necessarily their strong suit. They have had
2: some, dude, some good receivers in the past. They're 2-6. And by oh, the way, the, the year? They, yeah. And they've only punted twice.
1: Well, Frank Miley still has high praise for their quarterback. He doesn't really throw the ball, but no. he makes you he can make you pay yeah. in several different ways.
0: Yeah, I don't see him any different. Uh, he he's just as athletic. He can throw the ball. He can spin it. Um, you know, he, he controls their offense. He runs it. I see him making checks according to the things he sees uh, as far as numbers goes on on both sides. And so he's just like all the Air Force quarterbacks. Man, you just they're, they're all disciplined. They're all been prepped very well to to be the next man up. And so um, just like they do uh, preparing for for actual military service man, it, it's the next man up mentality always for those guys. And uh, they do a great job prepping those guys. So when the next man is up, I mean, you don't really see anything that different.
2: Yeah, Hazek Daniels has been really impressed with the six one two oh five sophomores from Franklin, New Jersey. Uh, right now, he's second on the team in rushing with 189 yards on just 38 carries. Eric, uh, he's 17 of 31 for 199 yards with a touchdown. So the two is six. I think it's just net average per game. Uh, he's rushed for 55 yards and a touchdown on 12 carries versus New Mexico. Uh, his career high for completions is nine. Yeah, he's <laughs> attempts 17.
1: 17. Uh, Hazik Daniels has 17 completions for 199 yards on yeah. the season.
2: So, I mean, he he can bring in a little bit of something for you. Uh, Brian Warren, 6'1", uh, junior, in regards of rushing, he's 23 carries for 116 yards. He's also one of the other, uh, one of the quarterbacks you could see a little bit of time if needed. Uh, running back-wise, they've got a chunk of them. They've got a load of guys who can run the ball and uh, do a good job doing. I, it's just it's a running game that features everybody who can is available to run. Honestly,
1: wide receivers, tight ends, fullbacks—they'll use a, a wide variety. You're not guessing
2: where the where the throw is going to go. No, you're just wondering where is the point of attack in the run game, which is honestly a bigger headache than where the ball is going to go. That's that's where the headache comes. Is and again, you cannot guess. You cannot guess.
1: Uh, Nick Henninger weighs in on trying to play against that Air Force offense and defensively, what it's like trying to figure them out.
0: They're not like a a fun offense that I say, yeah, I love playing Air Force. No, but at the end of the day, it's a a fight, and I love a fight. So we just, as a defense, especially up front um, with the linebackers and the D tackle or D ends and the uh, nose guard. We gotta, we have to beat them up. I mean, this is literally like back alley uh, slugfest. We just gotta go out every play. They're gonna chop us. We uh, we just gotta be ready to be tough and take the fight to them.
1: Yeah, they're gonna be a lot of uh, cut blocks. They're gonna try to get you on the ground. Um, They're gonna try to muddy up that uh, line. And the Aggies have to be the aggressors. They have to go after them. Yeah. They they can't read and react. Uh they'll be behind.
2: And you can't and you can't get beat in the trenches. You can't get pushed. Last year, Eric, they got pushed around so much that defensive line did. I mean, they're getting pushed backwards. Linebackers are trying to fill the gap, but they can't fill because they got a lineman running into them backwards. The backs have to creep up because of uh of the push that they're getting on the offensive side of the ball can't get pushed around. You got to be more physical. So it's all about three things. One, physicality and matching it. Two, discipline and understanding your assignment. And three, executing your assignment, executing your tackle. If you have a chance to tackle behind the line of scrimmage, make the tackle. Don't let a two-yard loss turn into a six-yard gain because then, like, a third and five for them is like second and one. I mean, honestly, it is. Because they're used to putting five yards of pop on the field on every carry.
1: Uh, stopping the dive.
2: Yeah, that dog. Oh, trying dude, to stretch things out. That thing's a headache, too. This,
1: is, uh, th- th- this isn't a team that has some pretty dynamic wide receivers. The play-action pass is probably going to happen occasionally. But honestly, I would probably just sell out against the run all the time against Air Force. Uh, make them try to pass the ball. And just uh, give the best chance that your your corners and your safeties can. But otherwise, everybody's up trying to stop that uh, the the run and stretching it out uh, on the edges. They're not going to throw the ball very much. Uh, maybe they totally change their their game plan and start throwing the ball against the Aggies. But I I would take the USU's
2: chances against that. Yeah, defensive backfield is going to have to be ready. Don't bite on the play action. It, it's going to come, but don't bite on it. Got to be smart.
1: All right, another time out here on the Full Court Press. When we come back, uh, we haven't had a chance to really hear too much from Andrew Peasley this week. I want to hear more from him uh, about uh, what's going on with this offense for USU and how well they might be able to do against an Air Force defense that we're hearing could be uh, playing some pretty good football. So we'll hear from him coming up next here on the Full Court Press, part of our opposition research, Utah State versus Air Force Thursday
0: night. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Um,
3: No, not really. We've kind of kept the same offense uh, from Reader to SRAM. Uh, you know, I, I think it's more of the players executing and having a little more juice and
1: Uh, Juice and <laughs> – he left us waiting for more. But uh, it's uh, Andrew Peasley talking about the difference between Dave Schram and Bodie Reeder. saying they're really – the offense is the same, which is interesting. It doesn't look the same, um, but the players have a little more mojo. They – certainly a lot of confidence doing – having explosive plays – Mixing it up with run and pass, actually going vertical. It was a successful recipe last week against New Mexico. And the the big key we kept hearing from Dave Schramm was this offense will need to be consistent and sustain drives. You can't flame out quickly against Air Force because it may be a while before you see the field again as an offensive unit. So if you get the ball, you've got to get points. Got to have sustained drives. And most of all, you got to give that defense a rest. Because it's tough. It's physical to play against Air Force. And if you can give your defense a break,
2: a breather, man, it's going to make a big difference late in the game. That's And, and so I... T- talking to Dave Schram yesterday, I think you're going to see a little bit more ball control from the offensive side of the ball. You're, gonna, you're not going to see... I mean, you'll see a mix of throws in there. I mean, with Peasley and and the confidence that he's gained now. Um, But you're going to see, I think, a lot more of the running game be used, even on third and shorts, third and two, third and three. And I don't know how aggressive they're. I mean, the thing for me I'd like to see, especially with only two games left in the season, not a lot to lose. If you're on the plus side of the field and it's 4th and one, fourth and two, fourth and 3, go for it. If you're at the plus 40-yard line, go for it. Don't punt it. Go for it. Because if you give them... I mean, look, if you give Air Force a short side of the field, it, I mean, plus side of the 40 isn't going to kill you that much. 4th and 3, go for it. Be a little bit aggressive here. Give, Show your offense that so you have confidence that they can convert something.
1: Yeah, I, I like that. I, I think that I get the same vibe from Dave Schram. the conversation we had with him yesterday, that it's really important that they establish a running game. That they're able to execute a, a running offense. Um, you know, One of the things that is a weapon for Utah State is Andrew Peasley. Uh, he's one of the fastest guys out there. Uh, he can scramble. Uh, you certainly want him to get down if he does get out, but he—he, um, uh, he, I guess there's a question asked about his speed versus others on the team. Yeah,
2: so Al, <laughs> Al's like, so what would you compare your speed to? And instead of just saying the other quarterbacks, he's like, to all the other players. I think I'm up there. I don't know. I've I've never raced anyone, so. <laughs> Dude, okay, and Peasley's got to be better about answering questions like. I was like, hey, tell me about your 62 yard run. Yeah. I saw a lot of ground and I ran. <laughs> Come on, man. Pop a brother out. It's his first time
1: in front of the cameras and the microphones. Oh, like but that.
2: you're on Zoom, man. Come on. <laughs> you're not in front of like 40 reporters. He's not reporters. used to being
1: interviewed.
2: That's what it was. <laughs> like, honestly, wait, like, wait. Do you have my sound? Do you have that soundbite? I asked him, like, what his. Uh, to to kind of tell us what his uh mindset was on the sixty two yard run. And this is his answer.
3: Uh third and five. It was obviously very important for us to stay on the field. I was gonna take a quick out. I didn't like what I saw late and so I got off of it and then I just started scrambling.
2: Okay, that's an okay answer. Uh, dude, he was ready for his life, and then he takes, and then like you look at, like he's getting run out of bounds, and then he takes off diagonally and start like. Tell us what you were thinking when you were running like a uh, after forty yards, and you look at the jumbotron, and you are like, "Hey, I am going to score." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, yeah,
1: certainly, I think that there is an important mindset for this Utah State football team now. And it, the offense was starting to improve a little bit against Fresno. The defense was improving a little against Fresno. Certainly took a whole other step against New Mexico. Say what you will about the Lobos, but uh, it was important for Utah State to to see themselves doing those things and to get those accomplished. So certainly there's a there's a there's a new level of confidence in that Aggie locker room. And Andrew Peasley talked a little bit about that confidence building after getting that win on uh, on Thanksgiving.
3: Yeah, I was just actually thinking earlier that um I was on the winning team my freshman year when we went eleven and two and you know, it obviously it felt good. Like winning felt normal when I first showed up. And then kinda like slowly we started losing and then this year, starting off 0 and four, you know, the team was just like, eh, like this is this is hard. Like this is no fun. And so I think the win um last Thursday really gave us confidence and you know, I think the guys really liked that feeling of winning, and so I think we want to get more.
1: Yeah, it, it can be contagious, right? It, you, after not having it for a little while, you get the taste of it again, and you want to do what's necessary to sustain that. I totally get that. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah, it's been a rough year and a half
2: for Utah State football. <laughs> Say so. Um, yeah, again, confidence does help, and I think he got a lot of confidence after New Mexico, it's a good game to start Peasley on, to get him some throws, right, deep shots, take, you know, uh, I'd like to see him find McGriff more often, continually look for that guy, I mean, if you get a look downfield, and you get a matchup that you want, take it, go for it, let it it rip, man, like, don't be afraid to throw an incomplete pass, that's okay. You're going to make mistakes. It's it's okay to make a mistake.
1: Well, and he he sh- he showed last Thursday he can throw him open. Oh yeah, absolutely. Throw to the open space. Let him go get it. Instead of waiting for him to be wide open, waving a banner saying "I am open," throw it to me. Uh, he he's shown the ability to make that kind of and a he throw. makes quick decisions too, which is really nice. Right, either make the read, check down, go to your next option as in the pass or I don't know how deep he goes on his progressions before he decides, I'm going to run. Yeah, But it worked against New Mexico. And a
2: couple of times he took off maybe a little bit too early. Maybe, but it worked. (laughs) It worked. You still got to slide, though. For the love, Peasley, slide. (laughs) Uh, You
1: you mentioned McGriff. He did talk a little bit about finding him open uh, against New Mexico.
3: You know, I just – we called some shot plays, and – they weren't covering McGriff, so I took the opportunity to throw to him.
1: The tape's out there now. Come on. Air Force is going to have to pay more attention yeah. to McGriff.
2: Yeah. McGriff's got to run better routes too, right? Now that you know you're going to have a safety over the top, uh, if you're going to run it in, it's got to be a good cutting in. You Sell the out and run a solid in. Um, <laughs> Got a text from my guy, Tyler. <laughs> Scared money don't make money. No sliding. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite quote. Now, I uh, I love this. Scared money don't make money. No sliding. Oh shoot, I love that. Uh, the thing is, is with Peasley, you have to um, you have to make gutsy throws. Right. The, uh, what I loved about Jordan Love is that he was willing to make a throw that was going to slice. A, I was going to slice the coverage in between. You had a safety. You had a safety that was co- that was coming in hot. You had a cornerback that was trailing on the heels, and Jordan Love would put it right on the money. And you know what? Again, don't be afraid to throw an incomplete pass, man. Like make that throw. If look, if it's one on one coverage and it's a deep fade, throw it. Give, throw a fly a shot. Yeah, uh, give him a chance to go make a play. McGriff has proven that he can go make plays. I think Taylor Compton is willing to go across the middle, take a hit, and make a play. Let them make a play or attempt to make a play for you. Give them a shot. Peasley does that. Shelley did not. Peasley will, and that's what I like about this kid. He's willing to th- go throw the ball. Nine three one five text in. I think the guy that was a part
1: of the eleven and two. Um, but I think the guy that were a part of the eleven and two can help with the culture on the team. Huh? I, I would hope so. Wait, there's, there's I, quite a number of players that were part of that 11-2 and two team from two years ago that are still here. Oh, okay. Sorry, should say, yeah. hey, remember what it was like when we were winning lots of games?
2: Yeah, to keep the positive And mentality. what it took for us
1: to do that? Yeah, I like that. So, all right, got to call another time out here in the Full Court Press. Some additional thoughts about Utah State and Air Force. Part of our opposition research is the Aggies get ready to take on the Air Force Academy Thursday night, 7.30 uh, on Merlin Olsen Field. And reminder, KVNU game day will start at 6.30 on Thursday night.
0: It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390
1: AM. The Fan. Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson, here on the Full Court Press. Uh, no Coach Smith for the Saturday game against BYU. Yeah, Utah State announcing about an hour ago that Coach Smith has tested positive for COVID-19. He is asymptomatic, but he will not be coaching the sidelines. He'll not be able to coach his team to prepare for BYU Saturday. Utah State also announcing that a little over
2: 1,600 fans will be allowed. Are you okay with this? Yes, I am. With, all, I mean, with the cases, uprising and such, should we be allowing... And I asked this It's a limited number. They're going to
1: space them out. I think yeah. it'll be safe. Kay. Wear your masks. Yeah. Uh, the If you missed it, this, it's, the priority goes to season ticket holders tomorrow in, in different subcategories based on your points. I don't know how that works. Um, and then if there are any tickets left, then it's open to the general public on Friday at about 10 a.m., um, you can buy tickets, and they're calling them pods, anywhere from one to as many as six uh, tickets available, and they're allowing 1,628 seats to be sold, to be specific. But uh, Craig Smith will not be on the sidelines. Uh, the only other game on the schedule for Utah State is Dixie State on December 15th. He should be back in time for that one, um, but who knows? I mean, there's been rumors. There's teams that have posts on their schedules that they say they're going to play the Aggies. One game says the Utah State at St. Mary's. That's on St. Mary's. uh, Their schedule on their website, Weber State, on their basketball website, says they're making a trip to Logan also on the 12th. So... Who knows right now what's going on with scheduling? I know it's been
2: a real headache. I have heard, and I'm going to go ahead and say it, I have heard that St. Mary's is being moved to next year and that they're going to go to Weber State and play in Ogden uh, next Saturday night. So we'll see officially what it looks like, but that's what I've been told. You also heard something else. Okay, that- no, don't you dare. Don't you <laughs> dare. Don't you dare. No, it's quiet and yourself in trouble.
1: <laughs> that's your fault, by the way. Ooh, a Woj bomb right before we get off the air. Oh, what is it? Give me it. A- Houston has agreed to trade Russell Westbrook to the Washington Wizards for John Wall and a first-round pick. Oh, jeez!
2: John Wall and James Harden. Do you think? Okay, so now does James Harden want to leave now? I think James Harden probably stays. Yeah, I was gonna say. Now you got John. Now you got uh, John Wall on your team. I, I'd stay. I wouldn't move. Wow! What a pickup. I feel bad for the
1: wizards. I've never felt bad for the wizards. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you never cared about the wizards. <laughs> uh yeah, okay. First round pick is that what you said? Yep. Jeez. Uh 6891. Don't forget about
1: that fake Tuesday game.